Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Brad Hamilton, coming from the great white north of Alaska. Joined with me today from Chicago, we got Tommy Johnson. Hello, everybody. Playing. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, Exioc, the uh, bunny-eared goblin rogue. There you go. Remember, remember we got to introduce our characters, and it's part of the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Thank my you. bad. Uh, also from Chicago, no, actually just kidding, from uh, Seattle, we got Matt Wolf. Yeah, that non-Chicago area, let's go. Playing Hirak. <laughs> Forgot to do it too. Hirak the Bird Bard. Hirak the Bird Bard. Um, and also from Chicago, we got Jeffrey Leadham. It's your boy coming at you, playing Nathaniel Kent, the very human, very normal monk. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, uh, it's been a it's been a week and a half, guys. Uh, or it has been. literally just a week, but feels like it's been a week and a half. It's felt um, like a long time. Yeah, yeah it has. True. Uh, but really excited to get back into the podcast today. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, what, what have you guys been reflecting on in the past week? Just like thinking about things. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is I've been trying to come up with what I want to do this session as XCR. Really. Oh yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've just been staring at my character for a week at one hit point because we haven't taken any kind of short or long rest yet. So I've just oh, yeah. been like, dang, my first priority is just to heal immediately. <laughs> Combat right away. It's going to be great. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> I'm all very right. excited. Same. Yeah. Yeah, let's start rolling um, some bones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, well, if that's the case, let's just go ahead and jump right into the recap, all right? Okay. Who's doing it? All right. Um, I'll do it. I'm, I actually, why don't we just do it together, you know? Oh, okay. Yikes. It's going to be great. In uh, a world. In a zero. world. <laughs> um, so, uh, we began our story in a desert in the, at like midnight, like nine o'clock, really late. Uh, sun's gone down. Um lone figure walking through the desert uh being scared off by something that's tracking him not quite sure what it was turns out uh it is the infamous platadillo um you know Obviously. the the deadliest of all desert creatures um <laughs> in the Arrogat uh, desert here i'm bringing in the lord there you go I have him yeah yeah that's right oh yeah Arrogat. welcome to yet sierra by the way yet sierra that's the name yes um that's the name of that word. Uh, so you made it to the town, uh, like a very low uh, key desert town. Just looks like it's all been built from the cake in the mud of the sun baked earth. Um, you stumbled into a tavern uh, in the ground called the rest pit. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, you uh, went up to the bar, made some friends. Uh, didn't take you long to, uh, <laughs> you know, get into combat with uh, an orc that was throwing things at you from across the room. Yeah, freaking, you a freaking bard just picking fights over here. I know the bird bard just <laughs> yeah, like bird does bard's not just fighting just can't. everyone already. My rage is unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> so unassuming on the outside. You, you'd think he's only like a three and a half foot tall bird, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should say this now. I'm actually not a bard. I turn out to be a barbarian. I just bard is short for that, and so <laughs> that's what I assume. Bird but... barb. There you go. Bird barb. Bird barb. <laughs> bar, barb barb. We'll see that when he just bursts into rage for no reason. <laughs> exactly. Gonna, I would like to about telling us, and then just <laughs> boom. That just for the name pun. Just for the barbarian pun. Hey. Oh, 
Uh, uh, anyway, you picked a fight, uh, and ended up winning barely. Um, I think I would like to say, I think the orc picked the fight more than anything. I mean, that's pretty fair. He was, he was itching for it, but then, uh, you know, Nathaniel uh, really jumped on, jumped <laughs> I, on I the opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you guys pulled that out somehow. Um, it looks like, uh, Borden, the half elf, uh, owner of the bar was impressed and offered you guys a gig, uh, and mainly because his previous person that was going to run the gig was like at that time outside in a crumpled heap. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even know that. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you guys got the gig. Um, so we left off when you guys were outside of the tavern, uh, leaving, um, your orc friend, uh, Ringo in a uh, smoldering pile in the rest of the refuse and uh, we had Exeox standing in the doorway looking in, in the, and yeah, in the shadows uh, kind of just hearing about things you guys didn't even know he was there because uh, of a successful stealth roll and <laughs> um, so I guess I think we're just going to pick up right there so uh, Borden has just given you guys uh, the information that you're going to be transporting some cargo out to a dig site, wherever that might be, mm-hmm. and that it leaves first thing in the morning. So Borden, uh, and we're looks just at security guys, detail, right? Pretty much. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so Borden looks you guys up and down and says, <clears throat> "All right, I got to get back to the bar, but you guys know what you're doing. I'll see you here in the morning." Uh, and he heads inside. Um, leaving you guys just out in the desert era all alone. Did he give us, I guess he just said in the morning, can we take just like a hot minute to take a break? <laughs> I, think Nathan, I think it's well deserved for Nathaniel that we just got yeah, a mission. Nathaniel's novel. got like, he's got like one hand over his stomach, just holding his guts. In. Yeah. <laughs> just all oh, this is going down. Yeah. Uh, you guys are free to do whatever you like. Yeah like to uh try to get a room and try to get a good uh good at least seven eight hours of sleep i'm gonna wait until uh i'm gonna wait in the shadow till they leave Um, yeah uh are you guys going back inside uh that's kind of where the inn and stuff is right right do i still have the room that was is i was sleeping there earlier in the day right right yeah you do still have that room okay earlier in the night uh, Nathaniel, I see you're um, not doing so hot. You can um, sleep in the room in, in my room tonight if you want, and uh, you know we'll we'll talk in the morning, and so you can heal up. Mm. Mm. You know you speak. <laughs> you got some smart speaks there. You. Um, I'll read you. you a, insist, I'll read you a bedtime you, story too. It'll be nice. nice. Um. Yeah, I'll 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 follow the bird bard to his room. I try, right. I just tr- keep holding back a laugh. Yeah, uh, you guys start walking to the doorway. Exiok, you see them coming towards you. Okay, I'm gonna uh, slink in the shadow around the corner of the uh, inn in the opposite direction from which they're coming. Uh, okay, that's gonna be a stealth check from you. Alrighty. First roll of the night. That's good. <laughs> is that is that contesting our passive uh, perception? So. Or? <laughs> Uh, I is. rolled a, a one, which is an eight total. <laughs> Dang, damn it. <laughs> That's the first roll of the night, and it's a one. Classic Kubo. Uh, that really is, though. As you guys are walking towards the doorway, you see something like move in the shadows uh, and just very clearly see a pair of floppy bunny ears <laughs> in the light. 
uh, as a figure darts out of the door doorway around the corner. Like you get a full glimpse of him. Like he's not obscured at all. <laughs> he trips on the way in. He hits his head on the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dang it. I couldn't even keep my like, ears in my it, hood. Like a super shady figure. Uh, I, I look at Nathaniel just kind of, you saw that, right? Like that's I. Uh, that, that was I a dude. Arm, yes, I put my arm around you to hold myself up, and my other arm slowly takes my sword out, and I'm just gonna point in the direction <laughs> so that way, if something comes that way, I can try to stab it. But you're basically walking me now. I see. Um, yeah. Uh, this little tiny three foot bird. <laughs> yeah. You just have like one hand on his head. Just, <laughs> you're using like me a as a as a walking stick. Um, did he go inside or did he, you said around the corner? Is he still outside? Yeah, I, I, outside, around the corner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we could just keep going inside and just keep an eye out for, for that. I mean, we know what it looks like and we knew he was in the, I mean, I'm assuming we can connect the dots and remember (laughs) that he was already in the room earlier. So yeah. I talked to that man before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to make you roll for it. We'll just say that because he rolled the natural one, you guys make the connection. That's who it is. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Well, we go inside, I guess. Alrighty. Um, yeah. Uh, the rooms here are going to be five silver for a night. Um, and they have a couple of extra open rooms, so it's no real problem for you to get a room, Nathaniel. Um, you can uh, go ahead and just bed down right away. Yep. Uh, um, before I bed down, I would like to count the coin purse of the orc that I took. Sure. Um, yeah, you open it up. Uh, there are a lot of buttons in there. Are, <laughs> Ringo um, is just doesn't know the difference between a coin and a button. Pretty much. Like, but here's the thing. They're like brass buttons to where oh. like they, if, if you kind of look at it from a distance, it kind of looks like a gold coin. <laughs> okay, so yeah. You can't really tell. Uh, That's um, so funny. <laughs> but uh, I'd say there are a couple of other coins scattered in there as well. So uh, total you get out um, nine uh, gold and 26 oh, silver snap. worth. Wow, not Sweet. too shabby. Yeah, no. Uh, he he had something on him. You know, he it, there was a lot more in it before the night started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assumed. But <laughs> very nice. Uh, and then I am just going to knock out immediately. I would like to lock my door, though. <laughs> yeah. In preparation um, for a for a uh, buddy eared <laughs> thing to sneak in. Yeah. Uh you know uh so the door is wooden and it's slightly rotted. Uh, um and so you do manage to close it and lock it, but uh as far as the integrity of the door, you're not entirely sure if it's gonna keep I'm just gonna up. push my bed up next to the door. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Sweet. Bed's not heavy. Um and uh, it's not like a ground bed either, you know, like yeah. a dirt yeah. mound. Like it's, it's an actual bed, so you're able to do that. Uh, all right. Um, Exioc, what would you like to do? All right. I'm going to, uh, once I kind of hear them pass through the door, I'm going to sneak back around the corner and go to where they dumped Ringo in the trash. All right. So, so. Yeah, he is still there. <laughs> all right. Like, so, teabag him some more. <laughs> so, so I actually, I sneak up. Uh, is, is he laying uh, face down or face up? Um, he is face down. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna uh, walk to his le- left side and uh, heave him onto his back. That's what I'm gonna do first thing. And That's gonna be a strength check and a half. 
What? You're going to say that I can't do this? Oh, dear. It's a very okay. large ogre. Well, um, for those <laughs> keeping track at home, I have a minus one strength. So here comes the, the strength check. Hey, that is a crit 20. What? So, so The redemption. Wow. So first roll, crit fail. Second roll, quit win. Crit win. Quit whip. Quit whip. All right. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. Like, he's already, like, even though he's face down, um, he's, like, got his arm over on a piece of uh, junk or something, and you just use your body weight and basically stand underneath him, just stand up, and he rolls over with no problem. All right. I, I lean him over, and I reach into my bag, and I pull out my canteen. I unscrew the top, and then I put a little bit on my hand, and I wind up, and I smack him across the face, and then attempt to wake him. Okay. Um, Yeah, go ahead and roll the hit with advantage. So advantage means you roll 2d20s, and you take the higher of the two. Uh, That's a 16. Yep. Uh, Does he roll sneak attack damage on this? (laughs) 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 Um, Yes. For for all intents and purposes, uh, I'd say you do enough damage to jolt him to awakeness. Um, just be, just so we're not breaking the game. Like, if you want to wake someone up from unconsciousness, this is not the way that you do it with D and D rules. Um, <laughs> like this is the way you make someone start making death saves. <laughs> <laughs> just the one slap. Exactly. Uh, but um, because it's non-lethal damage, and I know what you're trying to do, we're going to bend the rules for you. Wow. Uh, I love you. So, yeah. Uh, remember this moment in the future, okay? Um, <laughs> so you're saying I right. could do it again? or that? No, no he's saying that in you're the gonna future get me when back we hate something. him. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so like I'm, a half hour now. I'm going to – okay, so uh, with the smack, I'm going to, like, straddle him with my little legs and grab his, like, the – the collar of his shirt or whatever's there and kind of like lift him up as he's like shaking out of his unconsciousness. That's exactly what happens. All right. And I'm going to say, you know about Terso. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. (coughs) He's like coughing up blood. He left town. Which way did he go? I don't know. He said something about a ruins. It's all no, I swear. <clears throat> You're lucky. I drop him and I turn and walk away. Uh, yeah, he drops like a sack of bricks and he's just already unconscious before he hits the ground. All right. I uh, head back inside <laughs> and uh, walk up to uh, the bar to get a room. Yep. Uh, five silver. Uh, there's an open room. We'll just go ahead and grab it. Bet down for the night. All right. Um, so the rooms here uh, are further underground. So you walk downwards into the main open area of the rest pit, and then there are more stairs leading further down underground into uh, underneath the desert where it's really nice and soft and cool. Um, and so they're kind of got like the feel of like an ant hill where there's just little spaces of rooms buried and burrowed out here in the sand. Um, And so it's still, like, uh, pretty aesthetically pleasing. Like, it doesn't look random, but that's just kind of the style of it. Uh, So you find one, uh, or you're given a room that's pretty pretty far Hmm. deep under. 
Um, you don't know where the other two guys are, mm. but uh, your room is pretty much at the bottom level. Um, and you go in there, and all there is is just uh, a bed with the similar door that I described earlier, and uh, just a little oil stand, and that's all you got in there. So you bed down for the night. All three of you um, go ahead and get a full night's rest. Uh, you can go ahead and put yourself back up to full hit points. Take your hit dice if you need them to. Um, and we are doing milestone advancements as well. So that means when you guys reach a certain point, that's when you'll level up, and we're not going to do EXP. Uh, for uh, any uh, person that was wondering if that's how we're doing it. Um, yeah, because typically in, middle, in Dungeons & Dragons, you get XP based on the creatures you kill. Exactly, but we're going to be a little bit more narrative-driven, and so uh, it would make more sense to do it that way. All right. Um, I agreed to this already, so yeah, less I'm going to act surprised. Uh, <laughs> Brad, when yeah. we're sleeping, yeah. uh, do I get my spells back, or how do I... You do. Uh, after a long rest, you get uh, all of your spell slots back. Nice. Okay, cool. You get all of your spell slots back. Your health goes back to full. Uh, mm-hmm. You regain special abilities. Yeah. You regain all your bardic inspirations. Mm-hmm. The most magical thing in Dungeons & Dragons is a full night's rest. <laughs> Pretty much. I thought it was a dragon. <laughs> no. Wow. I've been like, playing this game for how long? Oh, you have cancer and your spleen is ruptured and most of your head has been cut off? Oh, Just sleep it off. Rest. You'll be back to full health. <laughs> I had one hey, hit point and was basically dead. And now I'm fine. <laughs> as agile as ever. And Brad, I have another question about a rest. Do I have a... Do I have a dream? Do I dream? <laughs> Matt really wants another dream. I really want another dream. That last one was... <laughs> Well, I don't know if fun is the right adjective, but <laughs> maybe not what we're going for, but that last one was a thing for sure. <laughs> no dream sequences for you. Um, but Nathaniel, for the first time in months, uh, Nathaniel, you actually have a dream here tonight. <gasps> Yay. <clears throat> dream sequence. <laughs> Um, yeah for whatever reason um you don't dream a lot you know um and uh it's just something that doesn't really happen that often to you um but tonight you are dreaming like you have never dreamt before like the images are more real than they ever have been in your life um it starts off with you just drifting into unconsciousness and uh, general sleep takes over not blackness but really just nothingness to where you're not aware of sights or sounds or anything um, and as you are dreaming uh, or drifting off into sleep you see just a white pinprick coming at you out of the blackness to a place where it kind of catches your attention but your exhaustion is taking over more to where you just want to ignore it but the white pinprick keeps getting larger and larger in your vision as it comes towards you and um you kind of come to enough of a consciousness where you want to will yourself towards it. And as you do, you feel yourself just ever so slightly moving as an ethereal state just towards this white light. Um, And you see it suddenly shift off to the left and dance around in the uh, emptiness just a little bit and then come towards you to where you can see it's just a little white ball floating in the middle of the air. And, you reach up with your hand, you try to will your hand to move and like molasses through water 
uh, you just come up and just barely touch it. And as soon as your finger makes contact with it, uh, there's an explosion of light all around you. And you look down and you see just water expansive everywhere as far as the eye can see. Um, just above an ocean and above you there is a crimson sky caked with different colors of different greens and purples and blues that uh, streak across the sky unnaturally and as you uh, are standing here just kind of floating in air the light reappears and starts swirling around your head super super quickly uh, just like a little tornado to where it looks more like a ring or a halo instead of a little white ball and as that happens, you see the water beneath you slowly start to recede and come up and evaporate. And steam is coming up uh, all around you in like a vortex of a tornado from this ring that is encircling you. And as that happens, you see there are little specks of sand that start to pop up through the water b below until the water is completely gone. And all you see is just a vast desert uh, of sand. And you drop down to the ground. You feel your feet caress the grains beneath uh, your toes. And uh, you feel your feet start to sink. And just a momentary wave of panic rushes over you as you feel your legs start to also slip beneath the sand. Uh, and it gets up to about your torso area before the momentum stops. And you're just sitting there uh, just kind of chilling in the sand. Um as this happens, you look in front of you and there is an eruption of sand as a stone head uh, appears uh, from the backside. And uh, as it does so, you see the granite gray uh, suddenly turn to black as hair is cascading down the back of the head. And uh, you see an image of a female figure come up out of the sand covered in a uh, shroud or a cloak of some sort. And she just stands there for a second and uh, you want to see what she's looks like from the front. But as you try to move, you're stuck in the sand and you can't move. You see her head ever so slightly turn off to the left as if about to turn around and look at you. Uh, and uh, that she just kind of stay, stays there for a second. Um, what do you want to try to do? I'm trying to yell. You try to yell and nothing comes out uh, except for sand. You know, sand oh. just pouring oh. from your gullets no. uh, as you are trying to scream this out. But as every time you try to say something, coarse sand ruptures from your uh, lungs and cakes the inside of your throat to where you're. Uh, if you would try to do it anymore, then you'd probably break something. I uh, attempt to throw sand. All right. Uh... You reach up and grab a handful of sand and fling it. And as you do, it just turns to steam in the middle of the air. Dang it. Uh, are either of my specialty weapons on me? At the time? Uh, as far as you can tell, no. Okay. Well, I would definitely reach for where either my rapier or a longbow would be mm. uh, in a frantic panic to try to at least cling to something that I know in this madness. Sure. You try to reach your hand down through the sand to where you know your rapier would be, and you're looking down instinctually to try to grab it, and as you do, you see a flash of motion in front of you as a hand extends and grabs your wrist uh, as it's going into the sand. You see the hand of the lady uh, that had her black shroud on, and the hand is white and made of bones. Uh. And... Uh, uh, 
the her hair is covering her face as you look up and try to get a look at her um and uh your other hand is free and with that hand you gently part the hair in her face to see uh you know what her face looks like and all you see is just a flat canvas of an empty face and (gasps) that snaps you into awakeness and you're out of the dream dude that was brutal you had me going there. This, is, this this dreaming stuff is overrated. Oh. Overrated. <laughs> I just wow. Nathaniel waits on his bed um, by the door until he hears uh, people or sees enough light where he knows that when he leaves his room, not too many people will want to just talk to him. Like there's enough like going on that people won't be like I'm bored and there's a random person walking. So sure. I want to be, want to wait for the city to wake. At the same time, you know you're supposed to be somewhere at the crack of dawn, and if you don't, you don't know if the city is <sighs> up before that time or not. Yeah, they were up last. Time. I, don't know. I go at the crack of dawn, but very sheepishly. Sure, sheepishly. Yeah. Well. Um. Um. How do that... we know what time it is in the dank sure. hole? Are there are there windows or any? We're way deep to underground, see? as far as I remember. Literally, no way for you to tell. So, are you gonna have us roll to know what time it is? That's gonna be interesting. I would just actually, you know what, my character, he's gonna he's gonna leave. Doesn't matter what time it is, he's gonna leave his room. Uh, he's gonna take all his stuff with him, and he's gonna go sit by that one reservoir, by the by whatever rock or tree might be right next to that. Yeah. Um, you know, the one the one body of water in this desert. Just something that feels natural to him. I would like to be sitting at the bar. Sure. Uh so Nathaniel, um you just saw it from a distance before. You didn't really see what that pool or body of water was. You just kinda saw a slight reflection from um to tell you that there might be water over there. And uh, as you go up, you see this has been a cleared space where there is a pool of water that is about 50 feet across. Um, As the sun is just now starting to come up, you probably have about 20 or so minutes before uh, dawn actually rises. Uh, And this pool looks to be like the center of town, as if everything has sprung up from around it. And uh, dotted along its edges, there are a couple of palm trees um that are growing and uh at the 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 most distinct thing about it is there is a very short fence all the way around the pool just about two feet high um but very much like guarded off not something that you know it looks like you would be walking into um but this kind of makes a lot of sense you know like this is the oasis that started this uh town in the first place you know Um, Mm -hmm. and as you look across, you can see there's just a little something, uh, under the foliage of the palm trees. So there's like a little bit of green growth here, but it's not like a crazy amount. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll just get as close as I can without crossing the fence and just kind of stare at the water blankly for a while. Yeah. Until, uh, until the 20 minutes is up and I know I have to go. Sure. Um, yeah, there's, uh, the water doesn't exactly look normal, uh, as far as you can tell. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check? 
Dun dun dun. Let's see it. Uh, perception. There's a twenty-two. Dang. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um. You're not. The the lack of light makes it kind of hard to make out, but with the growing light from dawn that's coming, you can make out that like this water is blacker than it should be. Um, the ripples in it make it look like it's still the same consistency and viscosity of regular water, but for whatever reason, uh, it is darker, and you're not quite sure why. And with the 22, I'll say you just ever so faintly are able to make out some sort of movement towards the center of the water uh, deep underneath. Oh, snap. But um, just ever so slightly to where you think you might have made it up in your mind. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, but your 20 minutes are up, and you go back to the rest pit uh, outside um, to meet up with everyone else. So, Exioc, you wanted to wait at the bar, right? Uh, yeah, I wanted to get breakfast before uh, dawn or whatever. All right, uh, it's going to be two silver for breakfast, and all and, it is is just some uh, cooked cactus. All right, who's working? Is it Borden um, again? It is Borden again. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Like, it, it seemed like he was up until like the wee hours of the morning, and then is also up serving breakfast now. Right. Um, I would like to. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a history check, just, just, just for the fun of it. Me right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, do, 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 uh, 14, 16 total. Yeah. Uh, so you know that people of elven lineage don't need a full eight hours of sleep. Um, aha. And so it's not, uh, you could, biz- as bizarre. Yeah, you, exactly. So you saw that he was half elf when you first walked in. Mm-hmm. So that makes a little bit of sense to you. All right. I would like to be, I would like to, uh, uh, address him saying, uh, Borden, thank you for, uh, a lovely breakfast. And I was wondering, uh, where could uh, a fellow like me find a potion shop in this town? Well, we ain't got no potion shops around these parts, but uh, we do have uh, this uh, exotic herb shop down the street uh, run by my good buddy, uh, Frisco. But um, I- I'd say we ain't no, no real potions to speak of. Well, that's good enough for me. I grab my uh, the cactus off the plate and I uh, uh, turn to uh, leave and head straight there. All right. Um, you walk outside. Uh, it is still pretty dark, but that doesn't matter to you because you're a goblin. Woohoo! You are not entirely sure that the shop will be open, but you can go try. So you walk around for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find, find it. What? Yeah, because um, there's not, like, a lot of street signs around here. Right. Like, you kind of just got to know where things are more so than anything else. But you do manage to find uh, there is a little, like, potted plant that looks pretty out of place. That's, mm-hmm. like, your only indication because uh, otherwise all these houses look exactly alike. Right. Uh, you walk inside and you just see very faintly carved on, like, on top of the door frame uh, the fragrant sanctum. Ooh. And kind of let you know you're in the right place. I think to myself, what a lovely name. Yes. Whoever came up with that. Mm. Mm. Solid. Spot on. All right. So I uh, I'll push the door open and step inside. Yeah. The door is unlocked. So you step inside uh, and you are immediately hit with like a wave of like musk. Like, it, it, uh, I've never personally been to a hookah bar, but I imagine that's what it would be like. Um, <laughs> Same. 
<laughs> so you walk inside and just are hit with this wave of nauseous smells. Uh, <laughs> there are little windows that stream in uh, and look like they're supposed to hit plants like perfectly uh, from certain angles. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you see like little uh, cogs um, and levers uh, all around the shop. And you see that all of the plants are on little rotation things mm-hmm. so that everything is like wired up to move with sunlight uh, ah. to keep things. And so you're like, wait, why isn't everything just outside in the open? And <laughs> then you s- look over and you see little bars on the windows and uh, uh. like um just like beyond the counter you see like a little crossbow that's just kind of always stationed there so as you are standing here across the bar of the counter um you just see a tiny little uh hat that comes to a point poking up from behind it and that's all you see i clear my throat uh you see poking up um the little red hat uh, comes up above the bar and you see these really bushy silver eyebrows um, uh, and just like uh, crinkles in like crow's feet around the eyes uh, as you can assume that whoever it is is smiling at you and you just hear this tiny little voice go well hiya how you doing friend well I'm doing good uh, there young one <laughs> young one uh, and you see he steps out from around the side of the table, and you see he's got this long beard that goes all the way past his midsection. This is a gnome. Um, ah. <laughs> I'm 472. What are you, who are you calling young? Oh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. I didn't realize I was uh, in the presence of someone so uh, age-gifted. I like you. What can I do for you? Well, friend... It seems like you are very gifted at uh, keeping things alive. Now, I and I'm in a hurry, so I'm just going to get straight to it. You got anything that'll keep someone dead? <laughs> keep someone dead? You know, something to uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 keep them from breathing. Oh, you're looking for poisons. Oh, yeah, no, sure, we got plenty of those. Um, he goes over and pulls out a bunch of little darts um, that are just kind of like in a mason jar. You know, uh-huh. like you would have expect like forks to be in a jar. You know, they're just like poison darts. <laughs> um, and uh, takes out, like just reaches in, takes like a whole fistful and puts them on. And he says, all right, that'll be uh, five gold for the lot if you want it. Um, and it's going to be ten poison darts. I'll take it. All righty, here you go. Uh, so again, spend the 10 golds. Um, mm-hmm. it's going to be, so like for mechanics wise, it's going to be your dexterity bonus to try to hit it, hit it like you uh-huh. would with your crossbow. Um, you are proficient with these and, uh, the damage is going to be, uh, one point of piercing damage and then 2d4 of poison damage. Poison. So one plus 2d4 poison. Okay. Yep. Um, now then, um, uh, I'll ask him. Uh, do you have anything that can be uh, uh, stirred in into some uh, liquid or brewed, like a tea? Oh yeah, sure, you betcha. No, yeah, we got we got that in spades over here. Uh, goes over and pulls out just a little vial and says, "Yeah, no, this isn't super strong stuff, but it'll it'll run you a gold." All right, I hand him um, the gold. Yeah, so and, that's uh, going to be my one, stuff. W- one vial of weak potion uh, that will do 1d6 to whoever consumes it. Dang, I'm starting um, to learn that poison isn't very deadly in the rules of D&D. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he also may not be giving you the heaviest hit or hardest hitting stuff. Oh, true, true. Okay. All right. I uh, say, well, thank you, old timer. I hope to see you again. And I walk out. The hey, door. where are you off in a rush to? Like, we got other stuff. You, you know, we got. Have you ever been like super stressed out and you need something? We can give you something for that. If you're like trying to make someone fall in love with you, I might have something for that one too. Uh, let's see if you're getting attacked by a scorpion, it can probably help you out with that one. You know, uh, little herbal remedies. You know what? I think I can handle myself from here. All right. Suit yourself. Time is money, friend. See you later. And, uh, I walk back to the, um, respite in. All right. Uh, Herrick, what would you like to do? Because you are up and about, right? Um, yes, I am. Um, I'm going to be out in the main room um tuning my lyre and just cleaning it and stuff just kind of watching what's going on in the room sure. at that time uh, of the yeah you would get out there just as you see um a hooded figure walking out uh of the main area and then it's just you and uh borden and yeah it's just you guys is this after uh who is it uh, Nathaniel got up and I guess I guess no one else talked uh, to him. Yeah, he it's after right. he got up, I think. Supposedly yep. he's out by the sitting around the lake. Precisely. Right. Okay. Um I'm gonna go up and talk to him and uh ask <clears throat> Um Boredom, is there any more info you can kinda I uh, give me uh on this mission? Uh, anything I should prepare while we're not quite ready to leave or look my constituents are very uptight about this information as you can probably understand now uh the reason that we even need the security detail in the first place is we've been having a little bit of trouble with our shipments getting out to the dig site nice and proper like you know uh you know different uh various things of the desert tend not to be too friendly to people that are made of flesh and bone you know i can't really tell you what it is um but we have lost more shipments than they care to admit. So all I'm saying is it might be a little bit dangerous for such a little creature as yourself. That's <laughs> comforting. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if if we're to, you want us to do the best job we can possible, and for us to do that, wouldn't we need to, you know, get a little more uh, intel? I know you aren't really trusting, but it's either we'll go out there and die and lose your shipment because we weren't well informed or, you know, you give us, uh, kind of help us out a little bit. Have you ever spent any time in the desert? Uh, kind of. I grew up in a arid place. Yeah. Desert's cold and unforgiving. It's heat drives you insane. Maybe it's not the actual animals, different things that exist out there. You need to be worried about just surviving in general. Yikes. Hmm. So bring water, I guess. Okay, cool. Thanks for the heads up. You'll be fine. And if you aren't, then it's, you know, no skin off my back. <sighs> okay. Well, that was a fun conversation. Um... <laughs> uh, by that time, you see, like, just a very small stream of light start to come through the door. I walk back uh, into the respite inn. Yeah. Uh, Borden uh, gathers all of you guys up and leads you outside. Um and there is a man standing there 
uh, loading bags onto a six-legged beast of burden um, that you guys are somewhat familiar with. Uh, it's a very large, stocky creature. It's got um, four very thick uh, legs that come down kind of like miniature tree trunks. Um, and on its side, it's got uh, spots uh, that kind of dot it, um, like very large spots that are kind of all across its uh, side. Um, its mouth and head kind of looks like a bowl, and you can see it's got a ring in one ear, um, and then just very, very thick eyelashes uh, that are black that come out to a point in the front of its face. Um, but what really catches you off guard is there are two enormous humps on its back uh, that uh, are made of, uh, you, you can't really tell, but um, there's like a saddle that's slung over it with a whole bunch of different uh, caskets of different things that are hanging off to the side. And you see barrels of stuff. Uh, and they've just straddled this thing with just a whole bunch of stuff, but he doesn't seem to be minding it and just kind of standing there. Uh, yeah, this is a cow mill. Is this, I know that Hirak didn't see this, but is this the same kind of setup as the um, the traveler that passed Nathaniel in the beginning? It is. Um, yeah, and Nathaniel would have recognized it from then. These are the choice births or beasts of burden for the Aragat Desert. Uh, just a mixture of a cow and a camel. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, getting that uh, last Airbender <laughs> lore going on. Um, cow. So it uh, the the man that you see there uh, is very dark skinned, um, and he's got a uh, piece of cloth covering his face as he is finishing saddling up all of these things, and you just see uh, Wicked Scimitar... Um, scimitar? Scimitar? Yeah, uh, scimitar. C- scimitar? Scimitar. Uh, at his side. Um, and he kind of glances over at you and finishes tying a knot and cinches it up really good. Uh, Borden goes over and says, All right, you're going to be here with my friend. He's going to keep you safe. He's going to make sure you don't steal anything, all right? Make it to the dig site and make it back. You'll get half your payment now and half your payment later. Uh, and he reaches out and gives each of you guys a little pouch uh, that jingles a little bit. Um, he says, all right, well, we're burning daylight. You better get to it. All right. I uh, I walk up to the guy with the thing covering his face and I say, the name's Lloyd. Nice to meet you. And I extend my hand in greeting. The man just kind of stands there. And you see his eyes, like, peer into yours. Uh, I, I, continue, I just stare, stare back like, at him with my hand extended. Like, I look like a complete fool. Yeah, and you feel like he is seeing through your facade. Like, no problem whatsoever. Um, doesn't say a word and just goes back to what he was I doing. I turn around and say, well, some folks in this area don't take too kindly to people like me, I guess. And I uh, walk to the other side of the, the cowbell. Just kind of looking him up and down, seeing what all is going on. Just waiting to go. Um, you hear Borden shout back as he's heading back into the respite. All right, Melstoney, take good care of him. And then uh, heads inside. Uh, you see Melstoney gets up uh, and um, does not mount the camel. Uh, he just kind of takes a rein and starts leading him off without a word. Uh, and the other camel follows in tow. So uh, you see that he is leaving with or without you guys. Uh, I look to the others. Uh, I start following. I start walking. Yeah. I just start I'd like going. to be walking uh, at the front with uh, with him, but on the opposite side of the cow mill. So he's on one side of the cow mill holding the reins, and I'm on the other side, just walking in stride with him. I would like to be on the 
if this makes sense, the diagonal opposite of him. So I'm a little bit obscured out of his vision. I'll walk in the back. You got it. Um, you guys. Okay. Uh, so we got uh, Exioc in the back, and Hirok is in between. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, also, I I don't know if this would be a thing, so you might have to correct me. If can I do an Arcana check to see if there's any anything magical in the boxes, or would I have to be like seeing it? Go ahead and give me an Arcana check. Okay, Arcana is. Not great, but we'll see what happens. Um, we got an eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like start scanning the boxes to see if there's anything uh, magical about them. Um, you're not really super well uh, equipped with understanding how runes work. That's not really how you do magic, so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell. Um, but the best you can kind of make out is these are just mostly food supplies. Uh, you see little peaks of grain peeking out from the barrels and such, and then uh, you hear sloshing of some liquids inside of big uh, barrels that are going on too. So. Hmm. Okay. Said so mostly. Interesting. Okay. I uh, from right, the back as on. we're walking, I uh, uh, shout, "Hey, hey, bird friend! Why? Uh, how about some walking music?" Ooh, I I can do that. Um, I start playing. Um, do I do a performance check or can I just? Uh, depends. <laughs> do you want to sound good? <laughs> Fair enough. I'll roll. Oh boy. Uh that is a Where is performance plus 6? That's a 18. 18. Nice job. Uh yeah. No, that sounds pretty good. Um you got this uh like you spent your time tuning your lyre to give it like a little bit of a minor sound. So, uh you got mm. some different notes that you're playing with. It sounds very like uh Middle Eastern and just, you know, Really uh, setting the tone and the mood. Um, nice. I would like to uh, also. Um, I would also like to uh, sing to it, uh, which in mechanics I'm casting minor illusion technically. Ooh, um, nice. That's the way this legally works. Sure. Um, you start um, playing the music and it's soft and somber and beautiful and uh, kind of helps take the time away. Um, and you look to see if. Uh, your uh, guide is giving you like a weird look about it and he doesn't even seem to be paying attention to you. Um, you guys walk along up until midday until the sun is right above your heads and beating down on you like mercilessly. Uh, and none of you really prepped any water either. <laughs> um, and uh, Granted, I did ask and he said, I said I should bring extra water. Yeah. Um, am, am I allowed to... Uh, you want to retcon that? Yeah, because I did. I did say bring extra water. Okay. Um. Well, remember, water here costs a lot of money. Um, oh, that's fair. I guess it's I never explicitly given. refilled mine either. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um. It's all right. Um. You will say that you guys. You can just go ahead and deduct five gold from each of you, and we'll say that you have enough water to get you through a day. I don't have enough money. Hmm. That's a problem. Well, actually, I, I do. I have the goblin's coin purse that I haven't opened yet. Yeah, sure. that'll work. Yeah. And I'll let you know afterward how much you need to deduct. So you guys finally take a rest uh, over on the side of one of the dunes, um, just a little bit out of the shade. You guys haven't seen anything except for sand this whole time. You, there's like kind of a beaten trail, but uh, it's really hard to follow because of the shifting sands. So really, uh, mm-hmm. you get the feeling that your guide is just taking you using the sun as a guide. Uh, and... 
just regular natural landmarks. Um, you can still get a pretty good vision way off in the distance of the uh, mountain range um, that I talked about at the beginning of last episode. Um, mm -hmm. So you guys take a little rest here. Uh, and as, here, as you're playing, you see uh, Melstoni, uh, he really quickly puts a hand up, like in a fist in the air, like jerks it up. Hmm. I stop and uh, pull uh, out my knives. Why don't you do an insight check on this guy? And peer around. Yeah. An insight? Go for it. Uh, dirty 20. He looks like he is put off by something, like something just caught his attention. Uh, I put my back to um, the cowmels and I scan the sands. All right, go ahead and give me a perception check. Go for it. Uh, while we're doing it, I will right. also, I guess. 14. Uh, 11. Ooh. Okay. Nat 20. Nat. Hey. Nice. Plus 5. All right. Out of boy, so DC was 15. So, um, DC was 15. Uh, DC stands for difficulty class, and that's basically the number that you need to try to hit in order to accomplish whatever task you're trying to do. Um, All right. So, uh, Hirok, as you are scanning the desert uh, for whatever it might be, you see the wind is ever so slowly b uh, blowing uh, the sands across, just moving the top layer around. Um, and you look over at Melstoni and you try to follow his gaze. And you see he is like darting around looking for it as well. And you see it before he does. You see there is a little bit of sand that is starting to shift in a way that's different than the rest of it. Just a little sinkhole that's starting to appear about 10 feet away from you guys. Uh, just right over on the edge of one of the dunes. Um, and you see that the sands are starting to shift. Uh, guys, there's a hole. <laughs> I'm gonna try to alert them to it. Sure, uh, you see it pretty quick, possible. so you you alert them before anything happens. All right, I I uh, run up to uh, b stand beside Hirok, looking at the hole that's starting to appear. Sure, uh, and Melstoni sees it as well and uh, runs over there, and you guys are all standing at the ready, um, and you see a long clawed hand come out uh, with like. Uh, uh, an armor plating on it as it pushes out to the side. Um, and you see coming out a, uh, bill like a duck bill, um, like uh -oh. oh, fantastic pushing its way out. Uh, and, uh, you see just ever so slowly emerging from its little hole, a, uh, platadillo. Um, and you see, it's like frantically moving things aside. Uh, and, uh, what, uh, everybody, go ahead and give me a nature check. Nature check. Huh. <laughs> That's a crit one with a minus, total an eighteen. Of three. I also got a I crit have one. a minus one in nature though. <laughs> I got an eighteen. Okay. Still, uh, that's enough. Um, and especially since you saw one of these the other day, uh, you saw the platadillo at night, and from what you could tell of its eyes, uh, looked to be a very nocturnal creature. But only only Nathaniel Kent knows that. I don't think Dang. I uh, feel smart enough to tell the group that either. I'd probably just keep that to myself. Like, oh, that's probably not. A All right, I say a platadillo. I've heard so many stories of you these. You see, things. it's like frantically scrambling to try to 
move through the sand um, and you see it finally writes itself and starts barreling straight towards you guys. Um, yeah, I take my longbow out. Prepare a shot, I guess. Well, in that case, let's roll some initiative. Dun, dun, dun. How, Here we go. How big is this thing? Uh, it's again? about five or six feet long from head to tail. All right. I rolled a okay. 10. 17. 17. Five for Nathan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I win. Well, that means uh, Melstoni is actually going to get to go first here. Um, oh. So you see Melstoni, like, quick as a whip, reaches to the side, whips out his scimitar, um, and just uh, runs towards this thing, preparing to meet it, and just takes an uh, epic slash down towards it. Uh, <laughs> as he's going, you see the platadillo, like, looks up at him, uh, and takes an armored hand and meets it and just deflects the scimitar uh, off to the side. Um, you see oh. Melstoni like kind of winces about that, reaches into his side, uh, and another hidden pouch you guys didn't see before grabs a dagger and tries to swipe down at him. Um, that's a natural 20. Nice. Crit, crit, crit. All right. Double that yeah, damage. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Okay. Um, you see the platadillo. Uh, he takes the dagger and just sinks it into the back of uh, its neck and just kind of drags it down through Ooh. the armor, splitting it open. Oh, um, gosh. You see the platadillo did not like that at all. Uh, and is, But it also looks pretty hurt from that experience. Um, okay, uh, that takes us to Herok. Uh, good job, dude. That was cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cast... Bardic inspiration, uh, on the uh, actually, yeah, I'm gonna do it on Nathaniel because I saw him reaching for his bow. Uh, yeah, that's your bonus action. What do you want to do with the action? Oh, sweet. Oh, um, actually, how do you inspire Nathaniel? Let's say, how am I inspired? Oh, fantastic. Uh, do I have to sing or are you asking the mechanics? I think he decides, right? What would you like? How would you like to inspire Nathaniel? Okay, I'm gonna say. <clears throat> Um, Nathaniel, with your bow, I want you to shoot a platadillo. Oh wow, that's inspiring. <laughs> Was that okay? Is yeah. he, is he inspiring? Take your point of inspiration, wow, sir. I feel so much more powerful. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead and also uh, do your action. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to shoot it with my light crossbow. You got it. How do I? <laughs> is that a D? D20. D20, and then I add five, right? And then, yeah. yeah. Or whatever the attack bonus is. Uh, that is 17. Yeah, 17 definitely hits. Okay. And then I'm going to roll D8. D8 look like. like the eight-sided one. Okay. Uh, that's seven points nice. of piercing damage. This plat is looking pretty darn hurt. Um you see uh, your bolt uh, like digs deep into his front shoulder, and you see his webbed uh, claws are having a hard time trying to dig through and get a footing as he's still trying to make his way towards you guys. Uh, as you guys are focusing on this, you see more movement from behind the platadillo. Um, uh, you oh, see snap. sand shifting much, much, much larger than what you saw from the mm -hmm. platadillo. This is what I thought was um, happening. And <laughs> you see a looks like lobster claw come out from the sand, black oh, against no. the uh, white grains uh, and the sun beating down on you. And you see another one matching it. Uh, 
as bursting forward, you see two eyes on stalks of a giant scorpion that barrels its way through, ch- no. chasing said platadillo. And it is the scorpion's turn. Uh, Melstoni is in the front, and it's going to make a swing at Melstoni. Mm. Oh, snap. <clears throat> All right. Uh First hit, you see uh, Melstoni um, like sees it coming, uh, and his eyes go wide with panic, and just kind of backpedals as the claw reaches and snaps right under his feet as he jumps over it. Uh, and he starts running backwards. Um, you see the spider, uh, or the scorpion, sorry, uh, is going to take another swing at him, uh, and the claw comes in and snatches at him, and he just hops over it once again. Uh, and he's just dancing around, uh, and you see, like, he still has a cloth covering his face, but you could swear he's smiling just by the corners of the wrinkles under his eyes. And as he's standing there, you see probably arched 10 feet in the air, the stinger is coming down in an arc to try to stab at him. Oh, no. And that is going to hit. Of course it is. You see Mel Stoney gets hit hard with the stinger in the head. Uh, oh, in the head? Yeah. Uh, and you see, like, it barely scrapes by his cheek, but even so, as he's standing there, you see just, like, green venom start seeping into his face as he screams out in pain. No! Uh, and he drops to the ground. Oh! That can't be good. As I, uh, I say as I pull out my light crossbow. I think it's my turn. Uh, it is your turn. Correct. Yeah, I put I uh, stash my daggers that I had drawn, and I pull out my cross, and I aim, and I pull the trigger, and that is a 19 total. 19 total definitely hits. Nice. All righty. Let's see what we get for damage. That's going to be, oh, snap, 11 damage. Nice. I rolled an 8. Solid. Uh, and the platadillo is actually technically on your guys' side, and... Yeah, I, sh- I was shooting at the scorpion. I, did I say No, that? I'm saying this. The platadillo is within oh, melee of the scorpion attack. at this point. So, for these purposes, we'll give you sneak attack. Oh, sick. Oh. So, I rolled the extra damage. Exactly. I think it's 2d6, right? Yeah. Uh, so, that's going to be another 7 damage. So, 18 total. Nice job. So, folks at home, uh, Tommy's playing a rogue. And they get extra damage if something is distracting the creature. So, that's what sneak attack, mm-hmm. that's, that's what sneak attack is. Um, so 18 points total, you said? Nice. Good job. Uh, correct. Okay. Uh, oh, feels yeah, good. Yeah. Y- I've played with rogues who don't deal damage. <laughs> we won't make, mention any names, Carl. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carl said in the last fight, we had a rogue who did absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey. True. He made some uh, money. Actually, he did make accurate. some money and then yeah, bought some and then, darts with <laughs> Okay. Um, True. Solid. Your bolt uh, goes into one of his eye stalks, um, just perfectly through it, uh, and so he's Shwing. considered half blind at this point. Um, and you did you did a pretty good chunk of damage to this guy, uh, and he is not happy about it in the slightest. So that takes us down to Nate. Okay. Uh, can I stow and sheath a weapon in the same turn? Isn't that the same thing? Sorry. Uh, Wait. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. It's a free action, I'd say, to un- do that. So, so I can, uh, like, yeah, I'll give it to you. So I'm going to put away my longbow, even okay. though I feel super inspired to s- 
to shoot this armadillo with it. I'm gonna. No, that's no, true. It's okay. You were it's directly okay. inspired for the longbow, so I don't know. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stow it for now. I'm gonna be like, okay, it's okay. I'm gonna pull up my rapier and I'm gonna run into melee of this scorpion. <laughs> this giant. Oh my scorpion. goodness, dude, <laughs> dude, Nathaniel Kent, man. Dude, you got this. Go for it. I cut. Duty, man. Uh, so first with the rapier, uh, it's gonna be an 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Nice. And that will do. Max damage, uh, 11. Nice. And then I'm going to try to punch him. Ooh, guys. Yeah. yeah, go for punch it. Punch him with my hand as a 19 to hit. Yeah, get it, boy. <laughs> for six points of damage. Dude, just the good old stabbing punch by Nate I'm gonna, Kent. I'm going to Fury of Blows. Oh, nice. To punch him again. Uh, yeah. So you hit him with your offhand. This is gonna be a kick. Uh, okay. So this is just one extra hit. Yeah, gotcha. Well, yeah, that's how. It, yeah, you're allowed to use other things. Yeah, yeah. Also, I yeah, just yeah. want you to know. Um, so it's a twenty-five, uh, which is a crit, what? by the way. A crit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Nathaniel. So just casually punching a scorpion. <laughs> well, this was a roundhouse <laughs> kick to the other eye. So okay, got it. That is uh, eight damage. That hit. Nice. Nice. Holy cow. Yeah, you guys are mangling this thing up. Holy cow. <laughs> um, dang. Uh, <laughs> Fight with right. me, Platadillo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, actually, it's the Platadillo's turn. That was my first um, crit. This entire yeah. C- Congratulations! Yay! Made it to the crit. Uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you could j- finally join uh, us, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> <Got him. laughs> uh, the Platadillo is going to turn and take a swipe at this guy. Uh, and actually is going to hit. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, so uh, you see the Platadillo just takes a web claw and swipes up. And uh, oh, wow. Next damage. Crazy. Um, like <laughs> Gets like right where the bolt went in. Just like basically cuts it off. Uh, with it and just like jams it further in and you just see more blood and ichor coming out from the bottom side. Yes! Um, Scorpion's looking pretty pretty rough. Alright, so uh, death save for Melstroni. Uh, oh, that's a fail. Okay. Um, oh, wait, wait. Oh, snap. Still, All right, uh, uh, I haven't gotten it. That takes us to Hirok. Yeah. yeah. Um, how's this uh, big Scorpion looking? He's looking <laughs> uh, not on death's door, but he's pretty rough. Okay. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whisper. I think animals can be affected that, right? Even though if they can't understand me? It depends on if they have a high enough intelligence. How smart is this? You need They need to have an intelligence of three or, or four or above. Like, it can't be three or lower. Most animals are three or lower. Mm. Okay. In that case, never mind. Um... <laughs> right, Brent? It was, yeah, that's right. I guess. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm not going to do that then. I'm just going to... I'm going to shoot it again with my light crossbow or shoot this other animal i guess go for it um okay Ooh, 19 plus uh plus five four 24 yeah okay yeah that's definitely gonna nice. hit your damage nice 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 d8 four plus three again uh seven seven okay uh this thing is looking very 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 hurt um you take your crossbow 
and you see it's got these uh, side pinchers on its mouth that it is clacking furiously, and you hear like a <laughs> that kind of scream coming out. Of it. Hey, it's terrifying. It's not funny, Tommy. <laughs> oh right. Uh, Sorry, I'm just not used to the noise. Of course. Okay. I mean, I would be concerned if you were. <laughs> Uh, and like you wait for the opening and you see the pincers open and you shoot it right in the mouth. Nice. And you see this thing is like stumbling around. Like you think you hit like a major organ or something and like the tail is wavering all over the place, but it is still skittering on all legs, uh, coming straight towards you guys. And it is going to make one attack on each of you. So, Oh no. First attack is going to Hirok. Uh, you see a claw coming straight for your head. Uh, oh boy, that's gonna be a twenty-three to hit. Ooh. Yeah, I would say that hits. Oh no, it's really close. But I think Brad's trying to get a lot of damage in us right off the bat. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be eleven points of damage to you. Holy! Wow. I'm pretty sure that's like a lot, a lot. That's like a lot, a lot. How much for Hirak? How much health do I have? Um, <sighs> and also you are grappled. Oh, he grabbed him? Yep. You are grabbed by the claw right now. Uh, you feel the, no. the pincers squeezing just all... No. Like, you feel your eyes bulge out a little bit as the pincers <laughs> grab onto you. Mm. Um, almost comical if it wasn't death-threatening. Uh, Life-threatening? Death-threatening? Same thing? I am straight up not having a good time. All right. Uh, next hit is going for Nathaniel. That's going to be a 13 to hit. 13 misses. Terribly. All right. Uh, you jump up out of the way just barely, um, and you see... Uh, so, Exioc, you see, look to the left and the right, and you see Nathaniel dodged it. Uh, you see uh, a little bird bard being held aloft by a giant <laughs> pincer. Um, and you see looming dangerously over you just a little drip of venom coming down right in front as the giant stinger. Oh, gosh. And that is going to be a 20 to hit. Dang it. My AC is 15. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I rolled a natural uh, 16. So. Oh, yeah. Dang. This is going to hurt a lot, by the way. I figured. It dropped Melstonian yeah, one. Oh, giant. boy. Uh, okay, uh -oh. so that's going to be five points of piercing damage. Okay. All right. I need you to make a constitution saving throw, and don't fail. Okay. <laughs> constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, nice. Uh, so Praise the Lord. Instead, you just take 11 points of damage total uh so the original five plus 11 so, so 16 total 16, 16 total. total yeah god you would have taken 22 points of poison damage if you had failed that Whew. Wow. that's how many hit points i have yeah, exactly you have 22 hit points yeah i rolled really well i also have 22 uh, hit points total <laughs> uh i'm also just for flavor gonna say make a dexterity saving throw okay so it doesn't just stick me on there uh, crit 20, baby. Nice. <laughs> Not nice. only does that happen, you also manage to keep your disguise on. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> uh, but it does hurt like the dickens. Um, <laughs> right, of course. As you feel the, the venom just coursing through your veins. That being said, this thing is on death's door. So that takes us down to... Uh, Me. Exioc. All right. He, after... Did he stab me in the head? Is that what we said? Um... We'll say you barely managed to avoid it uh, and, like, stabbed you, like, right in the collarbone. Okay. So, uh, let's say it was my left collarbone. Uh, so, I with reach uh, onto my belt, grabbing my uh, trusty dagger, and I step forward to the underbelly and thrust upwards 
towards the scorpion with a uh, 9 plus 5. 14 to hit? Uh, 14 misses, actually. Oh. Dang it. Yeah. So it just glances off the... Just barely glances off. Off the armor. Dang. Sucks. That's all right. Uh, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. That takes us down to... Oh, actually, oh. I'm going to I'm gonna use a uh, my cunning action okay. um, to uh, just dash and dive roll uh, out to the side. Okay. Um, like between his, his smaller legs. I assume or you mean you want to disengage. Correct. All right. So... Uh, the way this works is he is threatening you, and so normally if you would just try to run away, he would get an extra hit on you, but you yeah. are a rogue, and so you can run away without getting hit. Uh, yes. All right, so you do that, and you use your movement to get away. Um, that takes mm-hmm. us down to Nate. Ugh, let's freaking go. Good stab this thing. Go for it. Mm, a nine will not hit, I assume. That will not hit. Uh, you take your rapier and you twirl it. You try to stab down, but the armor is too thick and you can't penetrate it. You know what does penetrate armor? My fists, obviously. That's true. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> 22 to That will hit. Uh, Nathaniel, how would you like to do this? <laughs> I would like to like, swing my rapier around and miss it and then like kind of like pretend like I meant like where he just dodged my rapier. I then like punch the opposite direction and just uppercut him and just I want him to stand still for a moment and then just collapse mm. <laughs> there's like a perfect moment of tension like very cinematic where you just have your fist in this scorpion uh, before it just collapses to the ground in a heap and the claw opens up and uh, Hirok you're able to squeeze out um, and you look over and you see uh, that <laughs> unfortunately your guide is not doing well um, I would like so. to go try to do a medicine check on him. All right. Uh, is this a trained medicine check? Uh, no, I'm not proficient. All right. So DC is going to be a little bit higher, but you can try. Okay. Uh, I can add bardic inspiration to this, though, right? You may. Okay. Nice. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, awesome. That counts as a uh, success for him. So... Uh, he does not look stable yet, but that was a good step in the right direction. Um, if wait, that didn't save him. Uh, he's not stable yet. He that gave him a death success. Oh. Death save success. If I do something that heals, it counts as just healing. That it's would not be like the a, best. That would be that would be the best option. When somebody goes down, you should heal them. So he'll either die or stabilize yeah, by himself. He is like take a short on the rest. verge. He's on the verge of death right now. Essentially, um, if you have healing spells, that's what you use here. Okay, because I can do a he- yeah. free healing spell on a short rest, but I also have a healing spell that costs a spell slot. I'll do that. I'll do healing. He just made another death save. Just do the cheap uh, one, probably. So, Hirak, it is your turn. Um, um, just so you guys know, he is at two fails and one success. <laughs> um, oh, snap! Yeah. I'm going to cast that. Healing Word on him. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll a d4 <laughs> okay. and add your charisma bonus. It's not looking good. I rolled a one. Okay. So, uh, but you have a plus three to charisma, right? A plus two. Yeah. Okay. So three. He's up to three, and you guys see his eyes kind of just slightly flutter open. Um, the top of his head still has green venom dripping down it, uh, where his, it was basically split open. Um, and you see he's just ever so slightly coming to consciousness. You see the healing words from uh, Hirok drift over him and start to close up the sutures at the top of his head. Um, 
and you just hear him go, uh, he is conscious, but just barely so. And it's like right now that you guys are really starting to feel the heat caking down on you. All right. You guys see me like holding my shoulder and I, uh, I'm, and in a, you hear this sh- shrill voice that you haven't heard before. It just goes, he stinking stabbed me. And I, and I take out my knife and I just stab it into the dead body of the scorpion. <laughs> yeah, just repeatedly stabbing at in it. In anger. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, ah, mm-hmm. the body like twitches a little bit every time you do it. And like the tail like flicks really suddenly and you freak out, but it's fine. Can I, and I would like to uh, cut off the, the, the stabby tip of his tail. You got it. Um, yeah, there's like a little bit of post-mortem injection. So I'd say you got like one real good use of it. Beautiful. Nice. And I, I was like, <clears throat> clearing my throat. <clears throat> this will come in handy. <clears throat> um, can I, I don't know what this would be, but I just heard his real voice. Can I do a perception check? That would be an insight check. Insight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, nineteen plus three, twenty-two. Oh, oh yeah, you know, you know something's up. Well, I I now know that, but I'm not going to act on it right now because I think our bigger priority is Malstoni. You yeah, guys should use the shade from under our beasts of burden, since you guys are small, to take a quick short rest, and then you can do your thing to heal up your friend. I don't need really anything. I'll uh, stay watch while you guys take a quick short rest. Yeah. Meanwhile, this platadillo has been trying to like get the arrow out of its shoulder, trying to pull it out. I'd like to. I'd like to try to uh, help it. How big is it to me? Uh, it's if you were to lay down next to it, it's about as tall as you. Got it. Yeah, I'm gonna try to gently walk my way there to uh, help him. Okay, you, you hear it go, just kind of growling at you. <laughs> I, I go, it's okay. I'm a friend. Uh, give me an animal handling check. Oh, let's go. Hey, Brad. Uh, 22. Oh. You see, it's like staring at you with intent eyes. And as you reach down, you lock eyes with it and just yank out the arrow and close up the wound. And you see it like makes a start at you, but you just lock eyes with it. And uh, you see the mouth opens up to reveal a really tiny but very sharp row of teeth within the duckbill. Um, and just this long black tongue that uh, is uh, like very strange, very foreign, very alien. And the duckbill opens up and you just feel the black tongue just ever so slightly caress your forearm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to rub its bill. With a 22, I'm going to say it lets you. Yes. Oh, that's All right, cute. Meanwhile, we're dragging uh, uh, what's it, uh, Malstoney. Yep. Yeah. Under the uh, the beasts of burden, and we'll take up that short rest as sure. Jeffrey was suggesting. Um, now, uh, remind me on the mechanics of the short rest. So uh, you basically heal up some of your hit points, uh, but I'm gonna say uh, as you guys pull the beasts or pull your friend or acquaintance, your real guide, like your only way out of this desert at this point, uh, right underneath the beast of burden. Uh, Next to this colossal husk of a shell of a scorpion, the sun is beating down on you guys from overhead, uh, and your fate rests within this dying man. Uh, that is where we're going to end the session. Oh, dang. Dang. So we'll get you guys healed up at the beginning of the next session, uh, but that is where we're going to stop it. Thanks for playing, guys. Uh, 
thanks for listening in everybody um this episode went a little bit longer but that's okay uh go ahead and check us out on facebook uh fire and dice check us out on twitter uh go ahead and um look us up on patreon we're gonna have an after show that has uh a little bit of a reflection time we're gonna call it afterburner we're really looking forward to that mm-hmm. so check us out on instagram as well uh we'll get those handles for you uh and uh thank you so much for listening it's in the description in the description correct exactly uh tommy tommy is our uh social media guy so he'll get you all that oh boy um thanks so much for listening love all you guys uh and we will catch you next time in the wonderful world of yet sierra to see what happens to our noble heroes thanks for listening everybody bye noble uh, <laughs> didn't they they both stole gold in the beginning in the first episode uh, it's fine whatever bye